Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. Hey, Bertrand. Oh, hey. Hey, I was showing, because NSYNC has also debated um, <laughs> Darth in the past. I, I wouldn't say that I debated him today, but... Well, you didn't really debate there. him. You, you, you... Yeah. I refused to engage him. Actually, Inzinx actually got him to debate him for up to 15 minutes once. That might be a world record. Uh, no, dude, I, I did half an hour. That's how I got done. That was one of the challenges Achilles gave me. <laughs> had to get, get him to speak to me what for half an hour. What horrific is this? <laughs> Dude, I'm like the most disagreeable person ever. Like, it's the worst challenge for me. Oh. Oh, man. But, but I did it, but, dude, and it was glorious. But yeah, he was, I don't know, he was saying that um, it doesn't make sense, uh, the, the P thing doesn't make sense because they're different P's, essentially, or something like that, right? They it's can't like, be different P's if they are identical, right? You could, there are ways that... that, that they're not identical, those. that's his whole point. <clears throat> they are identical. The statements but they're are not the, the same. He just thinks that mine don't have meaning. Right? No, no, no. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you and him disagree about what it means to say that something is the sky and that something is blue. You disagree about what those are. And so he's saying, like, because you and he disagree in premises, you cannot agree about the conclusion. Even though it sounds as if you agree, what you mean when you say the sky is blue and what he means when he says the sky is blue are vastly different things. Right. So the, that's why it's contrasted against uh, the worldview in which those two are not contradictory. No, I understand. Right? But I think the point is that because those are actually distinct propositions, calling them both P is indulging the trick at its superficial level without admitting that the whole point that he's making, which is true, is that when he says it, he means something different to when you say it, even though the words are the same. He, I, but he doesn't mean something different. He just doesn't. He does, though. He genuinely no. does. He thinks the sky is something completely different to you. No, that's just... The, what I no, I'm, I'm telling him, you, like, me me metaphysically, he thinks that the world is something different. But he, I, there's no way that's true. And even if that were the that case... That is true, dude. He thinks the world is God. You don't, presumably. I mean, I, I don't think the world is God, but I'm talking... Like, yeah, that's a, a, that's a, a completely different, different conceptualization. Level. No, but okay. I'm saying, like... He thinks physics is fundamentally God, and you do not. That's a big difference. It, I mean, like, I'm, my picture of physics wouldn't change if it were God. I'll put it that way. So, like, no, but I'm I, telling my you, like, isn't incompatible with that, right? Okay, so, like, one of the claims he would make incessantly is that you cannot have the laws of logic unless you have a, a, a God to give you them. Right. Presumably, you don't accept that. No, no, I, it, the hypothetical is uh, between two religious people. Pardon? The hypothetical is between two religious people, right? So I'm talking about just two people who have worldviews that, you know, these worldviews consist of, like, bundles of propositions, and one of the, bu the bundles, one of those propositions is different between the two, is there's a proposition and a stipulation in worldview A that... Uh, worldview A and worldview B are um, are mutually exclusive, and that doesn't exist in worldview B's bundle. That's it, right? And then yes, but... in that case, we the there there that single stipulation 
does not change the content of the sentence, the sky is blue. Here's the question. What do you mean by mutually exclusive? That um, A and B cannot both be the same, mean the same thing. Right? Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't, is, is that what, I'm pretty sure that's what equivalent means. You'd be saying they're not equivalent. Um, no, I, he's, so like, the idea here is that like, a worldview A, the only difference between the two is that they don't is that there's they don't share this one particular stipulation, right? So I'm no, I, I no that's not, not really true. Already, like let's think of like a tree, right? Like you can say like the only difference between two different species of tree is that they have like a different seed, but then like the seed contributes to a huge variety of different changes in the actual organism. Right, I understand, but I'm I I I set it up specifically to to be like a set of uh, so he could respond to me. I'll put it this way. He could respond to me by saying that it's not a mere stipulation, right? He could say, this is a, a necessary element of the theory for whatever reason, right? And if that were true, then what I said, uh, as written currently, is it doesn't work out. There's a way around it, but... He's like, saying, like, what he's saying, to translate it, is when I say the, the sky is blue and you say the sky is blue, <clears throat> we do not mean literally identical things. We don't. Right? He is saying from his perspective, he means something sufficiently different. He's saying they're not identical, and that's actually true. Your, your idea of what the sky is and how the sky is blue is really very different from his. And when he's saying that you don't agree even though you're saying the same words, is that's so true. Is it so different that they don't refer to the same thing? Correct. Yes, that it is. It is that different. No, it's not that different. If it were, it, it the sentences, is. If it, if that were the case, then we would actually have two sentences in two different languages. I don't agree. The way that you conceptualize just... the universe uh -huh. at a higher scope affects the way that you conceptualize it at the lower scope. I mean, that's a that's a, an assertion. That's it's a it's an inductive claim, and it it's... seems valid. Why? Because obviously. Because you can, you, so if you, you change that, if you change your conceptualization of something on the macro level, that has to be true on the micro level. It does not. There, you can. It, it does. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. No, I mean, are you so you're saying that every macro level change you make necessitates a micro level change? That there's nothing. Every macro level micro... change you make must be consistent with everything micro. And if it isn't, yeah, yeah, then no, there I agree has to be consistent. compatibility I'm changes. Saying, I'm just saying that consistency doesn't imply. A, a, like a, a a related change, right? That's no, but if the micro or... if the micro is inconsistent, it it necessitates a change in the micro. Yes, I agree. I'm just saying that not so so like um every micro is so consistency does not mean mm -hmm. universality, right? Um, that depends on how you conceptualize it. I think. No, no, no. I mean, like, just literally the words don't mean that. No, 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 no. Of course the word does not literally mean that, but the way that I think about consistency is in a universal sense. Wait, I... You... I can understand that as, like, a, an initial gloss or something, but the word consistency can be applied no, to like the world, the world, right? Like, the structure of the world is consistency. And there are different kinds of consistency. Like, we have, like, subjective consistency between our models and the world but the only way that our models actually work is that like they match the structure of the world and the only way that's possible is that the structure of the world is a certain way are you positing this argument of course 
can I ask where you encountered this argument? Uh, this this is my argument. So this uh, is the, as the argument from from um uh like direct perception. And I mean there are some... No, it's not, man. Yeah, no, literally it is. So I'm going to interject um Hmm. kind of like writing his own theory on this stuff. What's up? Uh, he's 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 got his own theory uh, model of truth thing. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean I do too. Like right, this is like this is what I kind of do with linguistics, right? Um, yes. <clears throat> so I mean, we may have competing theories here. I, it sounds like your theory is um, is like a, a what do you call it? Oh shit. Oh god, I can't remember the name of the term. It's the one from the uh, Davidson article about conceptual schemes. Um, not absolutism, but relativism. So, like conceptual relativism is is this idea that like that like um, mm. a sufficiently distinct, uh, or not even sufficiently distinct, that uh, there's no there's no way to translate between two different conceptual schemes, right? And that's the that's position. that's not what I'm saying. I mean, if that's not what you're saying, then I honestly don't know how it's possible for Dark okay, and I to I, mean different things and say the same thing. I'm saying that because he differs with you in his fundamental conception of what things are, mm-hmm. okay, when he says the words that you both are agreeing on in the superficial sense, you are referring to the same rough thing, but conceptually you differ a lot in what you think the thing is. He thinks the thing is a part of God. You do not. That is a big difference. That difference doesn't bear out at the linguistic it, level. It is a difference, though. It, it, that, it doesn't bear out at the propositional level. It just doesn't. I, do, I don't accept that. That's not I accurate. Mean like, so, like, if that's true, then there's no way to tell if there's an analytic or synthetic statement in the first place, let alone to, to like make a distinction so hard that it had to be dissolved, right? Um, uh, no. I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but uh, repeat it for me. <laughs> uh, I'm baked, man. I could not do that. I'm you. so high right now. I'm trying so hard. I'm so high I keep forgetting what we're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I swear bam, philosophy bam. majors, all of you. <laughs> no, but so I don't even remember the topic we were on. Um we were talking about conceptual schemes and then so I, I said that um conceptual scheme differences Oh uh, you t- yeah, we're talking about the Dart Dawkins thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I would just go right into the Davidson paper at this, at this point, otherwise. <laughs> but um, uh, so, like, the like the idea of a conceptual relativism is that like it's literally that your concepts of things are in untranslatable, right? So, like, if Darth means something so different that it can't be the same thing I mean, then that implies an in- untranslatability. Right, and that means um, no, 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 because you can, you can un- like I understand what he means. That's what I mean, right? Like I'm saying, like I understand the two things to be different. I was talking to him, right, and he tried to spring the thing that you are referring to on me, right, and I sidestepped it because I'm like he's he's not that clever, man. It's kind of no, clumsy. It's, it's yeah, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and the way that I sidestepped it. Well, it's it, like it seems a lot simpler because, like, 
when he said that to me, mm -hmm. like I quickly identified, he was trying to say they were different because we didn't agree about what the premises were. Like, even though we were using the same words, they meant different things. That actually happens a lot. That means you do actually disagree. One of you doesn't know what you're saying, but you disagree. You yeah, mean different that's things. That's true. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's that, what that I'm happens saying. In, in larger than single sentence examples, right? So, like, um, when, when I'm talking about the truth value of Proposition P, I'm not talking about the truth value of an argument. And he, in, in, what's being invoked in what you just described is that um, we have a difference in premise or premises, and that bears out as a difference in meaning later. And I'm saying. Okay, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is like. <clears throat> Okay, so, so you both agree there's such a thing as the sky and the sky is, is, is the color blue, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying like when it comes to like, <clears throat> let's say like the people that you're giving the argument to have no fucking clue what these words mean. Both of you define them at the start. Yeah, the argument is different now. And the fact that that's implicit beforehand doesn't, make, doesn't change the fact that like the whole time it was actually distinct because when he's saying... Um, there is such a thing as the sky. He includes the sky in the thing he calls natural revelation. He says that is evidence of God. The fact that there is a fucking sky and you wouldn't say anything of the sort of the sky. You know what I mean? Like the way that he thinks of the evidence that we're talking about doesn't match the way that you think of it in more ways than, uh, like, than make it justifiable to dismiss the distinction. Okay, so let's give an example from the real world. Um, red pandas used to be thought of as actual pandas, right? Um, uh, and, I know nothing about that, but continue. Well, just we can, I we could just grant it as a hypothetical, like, but like, uh, mm -hmm. like it, it, it is the case that once upon a time, red pandas were were taxonomically classified as as uh, related to panda bears. Wait, you're um, saying they're not? They're not. They are from an entirely separate family of. of How of long have they known this? Decades, I think. Um, How long? Sorry. Decades. Um, really? To my knowledge, yeah. I, I think I could be wrong. One time, a red Fuck. panda escaped at, from the zoo, like near my house, and it was like found in like a very close neighbor's yard, and I was so sad because like it almost came to my house. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like red pandas um, used to be classified as a kind of panda, right? And so like now we classify them as this other. Like the, it's the only living species from a particular evolutionary branch. Um, it's not a panda, so it's not a bear. Um, so regardless of which way you conceive of the panda, of the red panda. Hang on, panda. sorry to re derail this. Pandas are not bears either. Pandas are bears. No, pandas are what not bears. What is going on? I, I promise you, pandas are animal bears. taxonomy. Hold on, yeah, yeah, it is, but it's an example. Why. We're using animal taxonomy as an example of uh, of a. Yeah, but we're getting into a disagreement about the animal taxonomy. Dude. No, we're not getting. We're just we're just laying it out, right? So, like, I'm just saying that the taxonomy, um, it, regardless of which one you're picking, where where red pandas are bears or red pandas are this whatever sares or whatever, um, it it doesn't change the truth value of the claim that a red panda escaped from the zoo. Right? Correct. That is the, that's the level of uh, analysis that I'm saying is universally applicable and is the level that he is using when he tell, tells me that... It's not the level I, he's using. 
No, it is. It absolutely it's, is. It's, it's, it's not. I'm telling you, like, the whole point of the argument he's making is he's saying you differ in your premises. I, oh, I, I no, no, you're right. That. You are right about that. You're, you are right that he uses that argumentation. However, that means that if you – which is when I was presented with this for the first time, my, my response was to say, um, are you saying that if you and I utter the exact same sentence, it's true when you say it and false when I say it, right? And that – is on the level of that of the 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 claim about the red panda because it's literally just the the, the truth value of a given no, he's not saying he's not saying that though what he he's said saying yes no no no, no. I well, promise like, you, um, that's not yes. that's not generally that's not generally how he presents the argument generally how he presents the argument is he says like that your propositions contradict he doesn't say his is right and yours is wrong although he definitely thinks that he usually just says um, we aren't agreeing about what we're saying, even though it seems we, even though it seems like we are. Yeah. Well, he says things like "you can't be right." right? <clears throat> yes, he does say stuff like that. He's a and he's that... a big moron. I don't. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to defend him. I'm just saying. Oh, I don't like... think you are. I absolutely don't think you are. I'm I'm just trying to be specific about if he's saying you can't even like like if, that that it's impossible for you to be right. That means it's impossible that what you're saying is true, and that means that his claim requires that a given proposition is true if he utters it and not if I do. I agree it implies that, and I accept that he thinks that. But the point is that I'm not focusing on what he thinks, because he thinks loads of stupid shit, way more than he's going to say. I'm focusing more on what he says. Sure, so that's, that's perfectly fine. But like, I'm talking about it's specifically that argument that I made, right? That argument that I made is a formalization of what I just said to you. It means that the sentence is both true and false. Yes, but in different senses. That is an astute response. <laughs> um, I have been wondering about that. I don't know. Well, I can say this. Um, if we are to evaluate the truth, the truth value of a given proposition in a 20th century analytic sense, what I'm saying remains true. If we're evaluating the the truth value of the proposition in a post 20th century analytic sense, there might be some wiggle room on it in terms of uh, of uh, having different connotations, right? The denotation is what I'm pointing to, though, and it does denote the same thing insofar as they have the same referent. And they report the same mm -hmm. like state, and every other metaphysical implication or uh, uh, entailment is like more or less irrelevant to that particular proposition. Okay, so Wait, how are people who are muted making noise? Also, are they recording? Um, they're bots. They're not people. Uh, that one answers a lot. Two, are they recording? <laughs> uh, they're yes, they're recording. recording. Okay, it's, cool. Say it's they're recording. Big... Sorry, it's not. <clears throat> all that all that means is that Instinct sits by himself and listens to them. That's perfectly fine. I just literally didn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it gets put I'm there, impressed with this conversation so far. So, okay. hey, Chen. Hi. You're fucking right about the 
fucking panda shit. I know. It's terribly depressing. I understand. It is. I know. It's like when I learned Holy that koalas shit. aren't bears, which I was much younger uh, I know that, koalas like... aren't bears, but I was also taught that pandas aren't bears. Yeah. And that red pandas are pandas. And both of those things are wrong. Get brutalized. I feel really sad about that because I love Holy both fuck. of those animals so much. You I don't even know what you were talking about when I caught that part of the conversation. <laughs> and it's just fucking broken my worldview. Fuck. That's a GG phone. I want to play Dota. Dota? <clears throat> I, I wonder wish... if there's a way... I bet there's a way to conceal the fact that it's in different senses that it's, uh, di that it's contradictory. So I mean, like, there, there, there are just different ways to like analyze that. That, that. No, I know, whatever. I know, but I mean, I think, I think we could probably use rhetoric to cloak the fact that it's in different senses. I mean, maybe, but I don't think that we so much need to because I don't think the senses. It's are much that... more clever if we do. Oh, you think so? Because the only criticism of the argument is that it, the, is that P is true and false in different senses, so it doesn't violate the law, law of non-contradiction. Otherwise, it's damning. You think so? Do you think I it's think damning so. otherwise? It looks like it. Well, because if we don't admit that P is uh, true and false in a different sense, it violates one of the fundamental rules. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I, I, I've been... I've been working... Not working, not in any constant sense, like occasionally remembering that I had written, started reading this down for like six months, and I have at various points discussed it with some people, and basically the every response has been, okay... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, let's try it with the precepts. And the precepts always freak out. And I don't mean to be like, stand in mm -hmm. any serious opposition to presuppositionalism, right? Uh, this is not an ideological question. I do, dude. Fuck, I mean, fuck precepts. They're little precepts. Presuppositionalism have, precepts have terrible, terrible, terrible practice. I am willing to grant that. But um, precepts, um, all they're doing is like, for in their axioms, like grounding the truth value of their claims in in the only thing that like could possibly basically like they're like oh yeah we have god and god just happens to be the arbiter of every truth value let's just hook our truth value pipeline up to god at the beginning of the argument and it'll and like build the rest of the framework out like any other framework but like remember that every time anybody questions if we're true if this is true our truth directly comes from god from in like a package like it, it, that's literally the only difference between that and like any other framework. Like every framework has like a system of setting up some some sort of like uh, of a truth grounding truth claims, right? Every framework like this, and um, like there's a lot of like if you like if you look at um like uh, generative linguistics, a lot of people who are ling in linguistics who are not in generative linguistics, so like people who do like um. Fuck, cognitive linguistics and like uh, I don't fucking remember. I don't. I I I do generative, so I don't know what the other ones are called. But um, people who are like outside of that field, like or outside of that like subfield in the field, um, make this accusation all the time that like, oh, the the claims in generative linguistics are aren't falsifiable, um, because they are um only true within the theory. Um, and I'm like, don't, do you think that your truths are not true within your theory? Like, I don't, I don't know 
why you think this is like special because it's not because it's fucking universal mm -hmm. right like this is how frameworks work um well i mean generally speaking but if you don't understand epistemology you often think that your truths extend beyond your framework <clears throat> and sometimes if you do understand epistemology um you reason. still think that <laughs> yeah that was funny that was really funny That was really well put. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting less stoned and I'm questioning whether I should not do that. What? I couldn't sleep at all. I'm sorry. I just noticed you were on and yeah, and I happened to be talking about this, so I thought I'd uh, drag you on here. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it with somebody. I was like, after that event, I actually almost hope that event was recorded, honestly. I don't... I, someone probably was recording, because it was Das. Tom always records, apparently. Right? And, like, I never talk there, because talking there is just sort of like being like, Hey, like, uh, <laughs> all you bacteria, have you seen my new wounds? Let's join. Like, it's a really bad idea. Um, and, um... When he was like asking at that moment and i was like for like two or three minutes prior i, was, I had my friend was here i was like i am like mm, 30 minutes to one or 30 seconds to one minute away from jumping into this even though we were literally in the middle of playing a game <laughs> and i just i'm sorry i don't even know where i was going with this i was i no, had to, like I, when when there was like an intro moment i was like okay i'm gonna try this because i just done it with that other guy i don't know if you were there for that there was another guy um, no i missed that what was the guy's... I don't remember. Matty Yettle or something. I don't fucking know. And he was there, and he's actually... So, like, one of the things this guy does is he he plays the adult in the room, which is, like, like uh, rhetorically and performatively the antithesis of how Darth does anything, right? And he makes everybody who's, like, shit-posting and blood-sporting there look like children. Um, and I actually... I genuinely appreciate that because those people... Um, like, the they're not, not... I don't mean the whole group of people i mean like the people who are like who create really toxic disc discourse there um need to be made to feel that way sometimes i think like not in a humiliating way but in the sense that like it's important to question whether or not you're just being ridiculously immature um so anyway i jumped into this conversation with this maddie guy because i was like i respect you and apparently you're a pre-sub and so i was like hey can you like approach this question academically with me because i really think this is an actual problem for, for presuppositionalism and he was like, wow, you're really dishonest. And I was like, whoa, what? Like, total rhetorical change. Um, and I was like, this is bizarre. And, like, I had talked about it a little bit, in, like, before it was in this form, with the that Muslim precept guy. Um, and I think that we were sort of talking past each other, but, like, there was no, there was no, in, in that form, the, the argument wasn't that formalized, so maybe I didn't communicate it well enough, but like, there was, like, zero communication about it. Um, I can't tell if he had, like, any sort of immediate backlash response. But, uh, this Matty guy, Matty Kritz or whatever, he did, and that was very strange, right? So, like, and that happened, like, 45 minutes before I jumped in for Darth. Um, <laughs> also, that Ellie girl with the fucking power move, she, <laughs> she just stopped speaking and typed all of her answers out and said that she was going to refuse to talk to Darth. I was like, wow. That's where I got the idea to mute him, in fact. 
Um, yeah, anyway, so I jumped in with Darth because I was like, maybe, well, he's a pre-sup, and also Josh was being like, you should probably talk about your thing here, and I was like, okay. And I did not expect that to, to turn out the way it did at all. That was super weird. Well, it's because a lot of people, the room heavily turned against him when you did that. A lot of people pulled him up on the fact that he was, you know what I mean? He started to get heckled. It was just like, look, you're not addressing what Bertrand's saying. And no one else is going to talk to you until you address what, like, Bertrand's raised. He messaged me, like, immediately when the when the server got hit. He was like, you lied to me. You're not a Calvinist. I was like, I didn't lie. It literally started that sentence by saying, for the purpose of the argument, let's assume I'm a Calvinist. And he said, what? And he's, what religion? I said, Calvinist. And he was like, okay, you're a Calvinist. He, oh he doesn't listen. He doesn't actually internalize what anyone else is saying. He's just thinking of the quickest way to get to his script. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, right? And But I didn't understand. Another reason that I jumped into it is because it appeared that his, he wasn't on script. Like it, he was like it was he was talking to Jackie. I don't know who Jackie is. I've been, I've been in the room at the same time she is twice. Her voice sounds like she's eight, but she's a, a like a very well paid uh um what do you call it um like a professional graphic designer in in like Manhattan or something. She literally sounds like an eight year old. Um, so talk kind of like this is not a joke. Um, like I when when she first came out, I was like, oh my god, there's a child in here. Yeah, I I pretty much took it to him being when he was talking to her. I'm like, this feels like there's like an elderly man bullying a small child. Yeah, right. But then I think he noticed that. That's exactly what it felt like, and I, I was like, oh man, this is a bad look, even for you. This is why I started making comments on um him socially. Yeah, agreed. I, that's and and I he really didn't like that. I, <laughs> you responded so well, though. <laughs> you were like, "Did I?" You were like, "Yeah," because he said, "Um, I what, whatever it was that you said, which was like, I'll put it this way: it's not your, it's not your argument. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's not the view, it's not your views that I have a problem with. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's your it's your ability to be socially applicable to the situation. I think it's socially applicable. Yeah. But, no, but you didn't even say that the, the second part until the second time. You just said, I'll put it this way. It's not even your views that I take issue with. And he was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you didn't expect the sass or something. And then you, and yeah, you explained did. it. And then everybody yeah. was like, everybody like kind of didn't directly address him, right? Because Ellie was talking instead. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because Helen, I had just made this, 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 she told me like, basically anytime you're in a room with a, with a bully, all it takes is you and two other people to make it stop. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, I, I had never considered this, right? Like, I just get upset that people are mean to each other. Um, but I didn't realize you could, like, stop it by talking. In a, if it's three people, it's likely to yeah. stop a bullying event. You talk past them. It was amazing. It ha I was like, this is, this is like a demonstration of what I just learned but yesterday. It does require bypassing the bystander effect. And I... Personally, me, I, I can't stand the bystander effect, and I, at some point, I snap and take action. Yeah, no, I think that there's a place that you and I have a common intuition. I, mm -hmm. like, actually, like, I react without thinking about other people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, somebody's dying! And, like, Deji's like, um, that car just went into reverse. It, it, no, nobody's dying. I'm like, oh my god, there are victims. Think of the victims. Although my one of my bosses 
on Christmas Day, pulled over to help somebody on the Beltway who's, like, he, he thought they were, like, their tire had blown out or something. And there's, like, a couple who was, like, arguing, apparently. And they just pulled over to argue. But, like, the woman was driving, the guy was in the passenger seat, and uh, he walked over to, to like, fi- to see if there was a problem that he could help with, like a tire. And the guy jumped out of the car and fucking stabbed him. What? <laughs> yes! Like, fucking stab. So, like, the day after Christmas, we get this email that from work, and it's like, we, everybody, Sergeant, what his name, wants you to know that uh, he's doing well, he's recovering from his injury. And I was like, what? What injury? I like it's Christmas, I'm not looking at my email. So I dig back, and I'm like, oh, my God! He got stabbed for trying to help somebody change a tire by some person carrying, like, a small, jagged, like, shiv? This is crazy. He needs, like, surgery. Well, clearly that couple uh, was a bit of a problem. Oh, then they drove away together. He got in the car, but they they left. (laughs) I assume they weren't caught or anything. I assume they were, honestly. Maybe it was a hijacking? If it were, then the woman who was doing the driving um, either would have jumped out of the car or the man who's doing the stabbing wouldn't have gotten back in, I think. I think it was like, oh, fuck, we fucked up, cover up. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Who the fuck just stabs somebody like that? (laughs) Merry Christmas, stab! (laughs) That's for trying to be a good Samaritan. Here's your bonus. I'm sorry. It's, now it's just all happening in Die Hard in my head. You still there, Insane? <clears throat> yeah, dude. No. He yeah, didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. I'm just having another conversation at the same time. Sorry. Ah, fair enough. But yeah. Oh, also, my mic keeps dropping out. It's doing the thing because I'm inside again. <clears throat> Are you also in Australia? In- I, I am in Australia. Okay, word. That means you can't Dos. play Dota with me. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I he's over on the East Coast. Uh. Not Dota. Dota's for gays. Then I am all up in the Dota. Because, my God, am I gay. Instant cake. Huh? Uh, at some point, uh, when you have more time, you should... Uh, <laughs> Instinct will probably uh, trap you into ex- debating his uh, his claim to truth. Yeah, dude. What is it? Like, what's your, uh, like, uh, theory of truth? Um, I, uh, have uh, a metaphysical model. Uh-huh. Which describes reality as something that is uh, necessarily true. Oh, um... Do you believe in modalities? That depends on what exactly it is that you mean by that. So, like, modal logic is usually, like, how we describe, how we formally describe ways things could or could not have been different. So, like, um... When we say something is necessarily true... Uh, we're saying it's true in all possible worlds. Um, and we're saying something is contingently true. We're saying it's only true in some possible worlds. It's not like, it's not, it's not a, a fact that's borne out. <clears throat> when, I'm, when I'm saying like, 
uh, when I'm describing the model, I'm talking about like an ontological basis for there being possible worlds. So the thing that is necessarily true, like at a mo more fundamental level than possible worlds. What do you mean more fundamental? I mean that possibility is secondary to actuality. Man, Derrida would hate that. I don't Probably, know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he would. But uh wait, so this is so like actuality is superior to possibility. In what prior, way? ontologically. Uh, oh wait, but mo modal realism at least, which is like David Lewis's approach to modal modality, um, would would actually be compatible with you. Then because I'm not the sure idea... if it... Huh? Mm hmm Oh, I'm just not sure if it would be compatible in specificity. I mean, maybe not in specificity, but at least in the sense that, like, um, that uh, prioricity is isn't going to be a problem, because like, put, that means that like, for like, uh, possibility is going to actually turn out to be the same, like, at the same level as actuality, because possibility is determined by actualities in other actual places. No, I'm saying like uh, potential itself is actual, and it's only insofar as it is actual that there are things that are possible. I would like to revisit that when I'm more sober, because mm -hmm. that sounds really That's interesting. But like, I'm not sure I'm getting it. It sounds. Mm -hmm. I really like the oh, way it's worded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to discuss it when both of us are more sober. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think Insync, Bertram might be one of the few people that uh, can genuinely uh, question your worldview to a high degree that I've met on the Discord anyway. Other than Midnight and a couple of others. Like, there's... You know what I mean? I feel oh, mid Midnight's... Uh... Midnight's what? What did you say in sync? I think you dropped out in sync. Yeah, yeah, he's having my problems. I have an Anil Seth video playing in the background, and I just don't even like Anil Seth. Trying to think who that is. He's like a popular science neurology guy. He's an actual neurologist, like he's an actual neuroscientist, but like when you write popular science books about neurology, it's blah. Fair enough. But he literally Why don't you like him? He thinks that he's like answered uh the like the hard problem of consciousness by being like neurology. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, wow. yeah. We know neurology. That's we, that's not. We know that that happens, and we know that that's not what we're talking about. You made a noise then, and thinking that no. That I way. heard you for like a split second, man. Yeah, he's reconnecting. Having issues with his connectivity. I'm just having issues. <laughs> <laughs> In sync.
Nope. He'll get there eventually. I have no idea how I'm still awake. It makes no sense. I've done everything I can what think of. What time zone are you in? Eastern Standard Time. It is quarter of nine in the morning. I've been awake for like 40 hours. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I don't even smoke weed that often. I was just like, maybe this will help me sleep. Oh, Danny's on this server. Danny? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Danny. You've mentioned Danny. I've never spoken to Danny. Danny doesn't talk outside of Modus Pones very much. But um, when he does talk, in general, I really like hearing him. He's a... Um, does he have a nice voice? Uh, I mean, he doesn't have an irritating voice, I guess. It's like... More, it's like um, he so he's a he teaches like philosophy to like um, at, the, at the high school level. Um, oh, that's he, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And he um, he is a I think he's what what do they call it a skeptical theist. Um, so Don't and he's like skeptical theism is like a position that actually I I couldn't I should probably just refer to the internet because. I don't think I really understand skeptical theism. Is it, um, I believe in stuff, but I want you to prove it? Uh, no, it's more like, skeptical theism is like, um, is like a, a position that God exists, or at least it's like stronger than an agnostic position. Um, but it is, uh, like, hold on, let me just read it to you. Um, skeptical theism is a view that God exists but that we should be skeptical of our ability to discern God's reasons for acting or refraining from acting in any particular instance. Uh, the skeptical theist says we should not grant that our inability to think of a good reason for doing or allowing something is indicative of whether or not God might have a good reason for this. If, the, if there is a God, he knows much more than we do about the relevant facts, and thus it would not be surprising at all if he has reasons for allowing or doing something. That so God exists, but we can't understand God's. Yeah, so God exists, but it's like it's not really an explanatory thing. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a more slightly more sensible view. Eh. I mean, it's okay. just a pretty rare. View. I mean, it seems almost more like a, a more nonsensible view because what what are you even saying at that point? <laughs> I mean, I understand. I think it's actually pretty strong. Like the idea is that like just because so it, it's it comes down to a fallacy that's pretty commonly. Uh, used or like appealed to um, the idea that like um, there is no argument to the contrary because I cannot come up with an argument to the contrary. Argument right? from incredulity. It's it's not quite incredulity, but it's similar, right? It's it's more like uh, argument from lack of imagination. I've actually heard it called that before. Um, the idea is that like because I cannot imagine it, there is no way that it could be the case, and um. I think this is sort of applying that, uh, applying the that criticism to like yes, uh, that that is that is an argument from incredulity. 
Huh? Well, that that is technically an argument from incredulity. I thought it was the other way around. Maybe I'm. I don't know. Incredulity is. Oh, I just I just looked it up. So. Oh, does okay. I think of argument for incredulity as being like, how could you possibly think that? Like, no, it it's not. It's more like uh, the idea that because something is contrary to common sense or difficult to imagine, that it's not true. Yeah, fair, okay. I really have people heard people call it the argument from lack of imagination. I think yeah. it was Fodor. Well, that, that makes sense. Like you could say that, and it's still, and it still functionally means the same thing, mostly. Well, I, I when I see it used, I, I I think it's being used to like carry a slight, like um, mm -hmm. a slight, not even judgment, but like, like a slight, like know, insult, like. Well, I guess. Well, yeah, it's basically saying, just because you have like you're not creative doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Yeah. Just because you cannot conceive of other possibilities does not mean other possibilities do not exist. It is not um, a lot of the time people set up things as a it's it's often coupled with the concept of the uh, false dichotomy, right? So they mm -hmm. they set it up and they like it is either this or this, mm -hmm. and as that I cannot conceive that to be true, it must be this, and it's like well one that's actually false that's both a false dichotomy and lack of imagination. A lot of the uh, time, it's uh, they're coupled together, and that that's a big oof, ladies and gentlemen. Life pro tip: um, when, if an argument with your spouse or partner ever comes down to uh, uh, asserting uh, that somebody has made an argument from, <laughs> uh, that appeals to the lack of imagination, um, take a step back. Bertrand, you didn't. Is, is that the con? Is yeah, that I the did. context you've heard it in? Or oh used no, it? no, no, I have used it in that context. No way. No. Dude. Okay. Remember <laughs> that ass. my fiance is, uh, you know, is a PhD in atmospheric physics, right? Like our arguments are not normal arguments. Yeah, like, I'm sure they are. Argue not. really technically, right? Like super technically. I'm, but, like, I'm, I'm sure to university educated gay fairies are going to have ridiculous Practically called her retard, dude. Huh? Sounds like you oh, practically oh, called her a retard. I want to second that. Oh, I am a retard, First sorry. <laughs> but second, I was literally just Don't, saying... Whatever. Sorry. What? what? Huh? No, no, she, she she was just saying she did, didn't realize that you were gay. But she's... Oh, oh, oh. She, sorry, she's I like, she doesn't care. She's like, I, she's like, I don't care. He, oh, her, yeah. Person. Yeah, that. S word, something word, you shouldn't yeah. say regardless of that pronoun. Um, but like, uh, oh, I, did you know Chris I and I came up with the uh, solution for the genderless pronoun that isn't they? What? It's one. You use the word one. Dude, what? So there is one in in uh in like where I grew up. There's a genderless third person pronoun. You can just use the word one. It works in English. No, but I'm saying that a language, uh, or I'm sorry, a, a like a, a speaking community of native English speakers produced a third-person gender-neutral pronoun, and it I just want to fucking realize it, and I use it. It's bizarre. What is it? It's so weird to think about it. Um, it's tell yo. us. It's yo. Yo. So like, I'll give it to you in a sentence. Um, have you seen? Have you seen Christina? Oh, yo went to the store. Have you seen John? Oh, yo, went to the store, right? It's a, th it, it, like, I, I actually found a paper on this. It was like, uh, evidence of like, 
third-person gender-neutral pronoun uh, forms in like in field data of English speakers. And they're like the the best case is in Baltimore, which is where I grew up. Fuck, of course. <laughs> Wait, what? I love Baltimore. Baltimore yeah, gave yeah, us John you, Waters you and ContraPoints. And me. No, that's fine. There's no hate on Baltimore. No, no, I know, I know. I'm being silly. I'm sorry. I was vaping. <laughs> um, I mean, I still think they is perfectly accepted. And no, but it's not accurate. Thing, I, I, I need to have more examples of the use of yo. I can find the paper. But yeah, sure. I'd, I'd like to see. Okay, it so it's I mean, for instance, but with they one, isn't way, inaccurate, though. it's fine to call yourself is, this one, but it's almost rude to refer to someone as that one. No, because you can refer to someone else as this one. In the context of you talking directly about them and they're there. You could. To be honest, if they're there, if, if someone is in the room, right? Um, and uh, ironically, I'm, I'm actually going to... I remember th this occurred in a... Just, it was just Russell Brand was in the interview and the uh, people were talking about him like he wasn't there. And he's like, you do... Because he was like, oh... And they, they were speaking... And he's like, you know when someone's in the room... Like you shouldn't speak about them as they're not there. If 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 you're in the room with someone, you can just functionally use the name for almost any given situation, and pronouns basically become irrelevant. I don't well, really agree. Our names. Pronouns pronouns are like ease ease of access names. Yeah, they're just like Russell's. They're, they're con yeah contextual specifiers. They're not uh, the direct like referent. We're mostly using them. We're using them when said person isn't around. Correct. No, not always. Not at all. Lots of uses of pronouns are when the person is there. When, not when speaking to them, generally. No, but uh, you I guess speaking in, in any kind of group conversation. Wait, what's the, what's the topic? I spaced out. So, for instance, if I'm talking to someone and I'm talking to someone with Chris, one of the things he'll sometimes do, often in fact, we do it for each other, is he'll say, this is what he, referring to me, is saying yeah. um, when the other person is not understanding me. Yeah, but if he could literally just substitute the word he for your name and the sentence still In makes sync. sense. Two, 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 two syllables. Uh, one, one, he's probably not... I, well, think, I think we just got a GG. Wait, hold on. Two on. One thing has two syllables versus one syllable. That's think, not really a refutation of my point. That's not a refutation of my point. Language is efficient. It's efficient communication. Ooh. I don't know about that. I feel like that is more than you, like anybody should really be willing to commit themselves to about statements about language. Language is uh, optimized to be effective. Language is phonology of English. Or phonology, I'm sorry, not English. Phonology is, is, has an optimization like schema but like, i can't read this because i don't have an account oh shit it's a oh, damn it that's Sorry. all right hold on i think i'm gonna try to find it uh this content is available as pdf i'm probably not gonna have my how do you i'm trying to log in what the fuck I think this is broken. Okay, one second. Let me see if I can find it. Pre-publication version. Um. 
my point wasn't about whether or not something's more efficient in sync, but it it means the sentence still makes sense, correct? No, but the point is that fact, the reason that we the use, the reason that we use pronouns is because they're very convenient. Yes, but the precision actually has more it it has more precision and clarity if he used your. It has name. less amb no, it has less ambiguity. The precision and clarity. Which, well, um, but listen, that's, you listen. just said the same thing in a different. No, way. no, 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 no. The precision and clarity are maintained as long as it's continuous from a previous context where the information is explicit. Okay, you, you can you, as long as you've said at the start something that you later rely on as implicit, you can totally treat it as implicit later. I still, but the point is, it still technically solves the need for um. So not all, but in certain many situations, it still technically resolve um. No, but what I'm saying, Julius, is that like pronoun. No, but if I like have referred to you by your name to begin with, then when I say the pronoun, it's clear who I'm talking to. Oh, that's anaphora. That's binding. Oof. Uh, what? So when you when you when you switch um, from a proper name to like an inflected proform, um, you're there are like rules about wh what you can and cannot say, uh, like in order to bind the uh, the referent to the um, to the anaphora. Anaphora. So like. Um, the pro form, the pro, I, I just show you this actually because I don't know how to say this in not linguistics terminology and that's not going to work. Um, let me find this paper first. Um, dang it. It's you right. mean like the rhetorical just, like, device? Googled shit to try and find more about it. I think I'm trying the rhetorical device. Oh, okay. That's better. I'm looking for the original paper. I guess I could have just used any of the publications that I came across that discuss it. I can't access the original paper. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just assumed. I'm sorry. That was dumb of me. Yeah, just, just, just read the publications and discuss it. It's probably a lot more possible anyway. Um, no, actually, like, the NPR story, I remember being really good. Yo said what? Okay, like, I, that sentence makes sense to me. Like, I didn't even, I didn't know I knew about this form. Until yeah, I read it's like that super sentence. slang. It's real weird. And I've never considered that that was what was happening. To be I'm honest, not so uh, sure that it's as simple as that, though. Like, it seems like it fits the pattern, but the pattern is pretty specific. I mean, I'm, like I'm the, not. The use of the use of singular they is in very specific circumstances. I guess I found it, um, over here, it's very, very common, and I grew up with it, I guess, very, very commonly being used, um, in normal, maybe it's a quirk of, uh, local speech, but, uh, singular things are very common here. Okay, so I have an example where I think both of you will agree to use a singular they. Um, alright, so let's say it's dark out. Uh, it's winter, and um, like you're in a like a bar or whatever. And when you walked into the bar, um, like you sort of observe your surroundings. And then the police come to the bar, and they're like, "Hey, it was a, there was crime, and, and crime was committed by a person." And then you're like, "They're like, we're looking for anybody who saw a person that 
like was was over here in this area of this, of this location at this time and you go oh i did i saw that person and then you go tell them what the description right and you say they ask about the coat and um well no, that's actually the start there they ask about uh the person's uh like any any distinctive features or something anything in their face um and you say um actually like i didn't get a good look at their face that's a singular there that was there, to be clear. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. But um, it's there is inflected there, right? As in, like there is 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 uh, genitive inflection on they. Um, it, and to demonstrate to the contrary, or demonstrate why mm -hmm. it's not the contrary. Yeah, but I feel it like honestly, be his or her. Otherwise, I think that um, like it. Although I think that the context argument holds, I think that it's ambiguous in the same way that we were talking about before. And I think that if you were to say, for instance, that individual, like I didn't get a look at um, the individual space, that, that that actually serves the purpose just as well. Yeah, but that's always true. That's trivially true. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't like the fact that we use they for something which is contrary to its most common use. Oh, I mean, so like. That's a prescriptive statement, right? Like that's less about like what is actually the case and more about like what you prefer. And I'm, it's I'm at least it's me. I'm, I'm, what? I mean, like no, because the actual use includes the 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 singular the singular third person. Non yes, but I'm saying I don't think it should. It's ambiguous. But that's that's the norm. That's the normative. No, but it's ambiguous in a in a problematic way because it's contradictory. It, wait, what's contradictory? It's contradictory. Singular and plural are contradictory. Well, not exactly true. But, yes, that is right? exactly true. You can have a singular plural and a and plural plurals, but like, what? Um, you can have a, a one group of people that uh, so there's multiple people. No, I'm talking about right? singularity and plurality. Yeah, I understand. I I, I get. It. I hear you. Well, no, um, it, it should come from the context of the rest of the statement, right? So I'll, I'm just thinking of something else, right? So the word sheep is actually both singular and plural. If I say look at that sheep, I'm obviously using it in a singular context, and you can work that out from the word that sheep. That's what if I say look at those sheep, it is like you can immediately infer that I'm speaking plurally. But, it's contextual to the other words, is it not? What? Oh, that's all. That's always true. Exactly, and so it is. Not, is it not the same with our plural and and our singular they? Or it's just contextual difference. Oh yeah, I mean the plural and singular they wouldn't even arise as a, as a distinction if the it's no, it's, if the referent weren't singular, right? Yeah, so that's the point. It's not contradictory because when no, it's being it's, used, it is contextual. Uh, it is used in context. That's not that's not that's not the point though. The point is that when you're talking about the sheep, you make the distinction explicitly. Actually, wait, what distinction? Well, when you say that sheep versus those sheep that and those explicitly denote the distinction that we're describing it's not in the context it is in the word that you chose that sheep <laughs> is singular that is a singular word those refers to a group of things that also refers to a group as in that group right? yeah that, no, that you have to add group you have to add that group it has to be following that it has to be a word that denotes group it, well, it's really th those refers to the the constituents of the group, 
and that refers to the group itself. No, that can refer to just an atomic object, which is how we most often use it. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying that, like... Uh, and that group well, of people is the, is the object. No, yeah. but then you're saying that group. I'm saying in the context where you do not say group, you say that sheep versus those sheep. It is in the distinction between that and those that you understand the difference between plurality and singularity. Yes, that is true, yes. Yeah. So yeah, are yeah. you saying that the, they is plural and not singular? I'm saying that in English, they is both, and I don't like the fact that it is both. It should okay. only be plural. Okay, so back. let's go back to the, 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 the examination of the situation. Like yeah, I don't like that. To the police situation, real quick. Okay. And I'm going to ask you. You don't to have to like sentence. that, but that's still how it exists. Um. Yeah, but um. I mean, language changes. Yes, language does change. It's ever evolving. Are you a linguist? No. Oh, you seem to like have interest in linguistic things and also say things that linguists say. Okay. That's pretty cool. I I would not. I would never call myself a linguist, but no, no, no. I, I thought you might possibly be in virtue of, like the the way that you took interest in that story, and also the way you were approaching that interest was like it's it seemed to be like a, a, academic. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. Gotta fuck um, off though. So see you, fucks. <laughs> Bye. Um, but yeah, so let's let's go back to that example with the uh, with the cops, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And let's say uh, that uh, the cops take you outside, and and the cop the cops say it's like two cops in there, and they're like, um, "All right, I need you to take me down the path like where you, where you saw that person walking, right?" Um, and then um, you take them down the path that you recall, and then they and then you stop. And then the cops say, "Oh, why? Like, why did you stop here? Um, or is there a reason that you stopped here? Did the did the person stop here too?" And then I'm going to ask you how to respond to that when the answer, the content of the answer is, um, "I was not able to see beyond this spot." All right. So give me the answer. That you give to the cops. I was not able to see beyond this spot. Is that what you said? Yeah. I would say. Like, did did the did the did the assailant stop here? Hi, Bertrand. Yeah. Check Hi. DMs. Oh, I'm DMs. Any ideas? His mic might have cut out. Oh, fair. Yep, there he is. He's coming back. Oh my god, I can't believe it's nine o'clock. What was the question? All right, so like you're at, you're the cops say, yeah, you're taking it on the path. Right, the cops. At, yeah, at, at yeah. Point, at this point, you I, I said um, my response was 
no, I like I couldn't see beyond this spot. Right, right, but you, okay. So the point of the exercise is to not use those words specifically, right? It's to relate okay. that content, but with respect to their question, and their question is gonna is about the subject of the investigation. So you're gonna talk about it in terms of the subject of the investigation. So answer that question. I just say no. No, they're they're asking why you're stopping at that at that spot. So yeah, but no you're asking me to relate it to the assailant, right? And they asked, like, did the assailant stop here? Right. right? And the, what, the content of what you want to re relate to them is that your vision was blocked past this point. Yeah. So that's you. We want to relate that content in terms of the assailant. Okay. Um, beyond this point, I couldn't see the suspect. Right, so, and like, w you would also produce. I'd be, I'd be willing to put a significant amount of money on uh, the the following sentence. I couldn't see where they went past this point. Uh, that yeah, that would be casual language. But the whole point that I'm making is that I don't like that usage of the word. I mean, sure. Like the fact that it would, might come out of me in some casual context is irrelevant. The point is that I find that clumsy. I would prefer to use a different word for singular pronouns. So I think that you don't actually find that clumsy if you would produce that 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 sequence with. That's inaccurate. Uh, it's been inculcated in me. Well, that's, that's all how people talk. Yes, that's how people does. talk. But you can choose to change your language. The, the, no question there. You absolutely can choose to change your language. However, that's my point. No, well, however, the, the, the productions of a, a native speaker of a given language constitute the data of what is grammatical in that language. And if you would produce that sequence, that string, then that string is grammatical. So that grammaticality, that, that grammaticality deter is, is the, uh, is the uh, descriptive data from which like uh, the science would work, right? That means descriptively that the third person singular genderless pronoun is they for now sure what well, i mean it may change in the future for, it never, for now it wasn't yes. always they right no but like, the whole point that i'm making is that i think it should change like it seems irrelevant to say well this is what it is now i accept that's what it is now the whole point is i don't like it i mean that's fair i guess it's more of a taste claim though right it's like I mean, it's not really a taste claim. I'm saying, like, based on what I understand the point of linguistics to be, right, which is to achieve clarity in communication, to effectively communicate ideas, right, to convey meaning, right? It seems like... I think like, that they does do that. Completely... Sorry? I, I, I no, I think they, it's, it's ambiguous. I don't like ambiguity. I think that precision it is an expression of ambiguity, right? You are expressing truthful ambiguity. No, but I think, that, I think precision is better. Well, no, you can. This is precise language. You are being precise yeah, it's about an amb No, it, it, all language is contextual. This is a precise. Yes, but the specification of the meaning is contextual here. There are two different meanings you could mean, and which one you do mean depends on the context, but sometimes there will not be enough information to deduce the context sufficiently. So you may well misunderstand. But that's literally always true. That's just Grace's maximum. No, but I'm saying if we use a different word, it's not true. Wait. Uh, so, I mean, sure, you can disambiguate in general if you want to. That's fine. But that's what I said from the start, though, is that I think we should use a different word for singular they. Oh. I mean, like, okay. 
I don't know why yeah, we want to create a new one. Why? Why would we want to? I, I just, it just, it, I find that it doesn't seem commensurate with the goal of technical clarity to have that ambiguity when we could have a different one. So I think that that ambiguity is actually a technical clarity. By, so let, I, hear me out. Hear me out on this. Hear me, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Um, I think that the reason that you use the word they there is not because of some sort of like register change. I think you're communicating that it, that the person did not have a recognizable gender to you. As mm, in, I don't think that that's always what you're communicating. That wait, what? Like, I think that you can communicate that exact same message, first of all, with a better language. Like, when I say that individual, when I say the suspect, I am still communicating that message. When I say one instead of they, I'm still communicating the message of the anonymity of the gender. I'm not saying very much about them, except that they are an individual. They are a person. They're someone. I don't know who. I don't know much about them. That's explicit in the exact language that I would use alternatively. You just they. said that I wouldn't know much about them. Yeah, like if you don't know, I'm saying what, when you use the word one, for instance, <coughs> right, it's explicit in using the word one that I don't know about the person I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people in the impersonal, um, self referential sense, right? Yeah, it's the closest, th one of the closest things we have a t TV distinction. Instead of you, it becomes a TV. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. That sounds weird. Uh, it's a two vu distinction. Uh, two vu distinctions are distinctions of, of um of familiarity uh, or proximity that have grammatical realizations. So in like French, there are two ways to say you. One is tu, one is vu. Uh, tu is more. I actually knew that. Less... The, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's like it's weird, right? Because like, well, in French, anyway, they t they tend to go back and forth with it. In Spanish, there's also the same difference. It's very similar. In Spanish, it's tu and uh, usted. Um, and, uh, the, that distinction is not one you go back and forth on. In French, you kind of do. It's weird. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, that one you distinction, that's a kind of TV distinction. I'm still not quite following what you mean, I'll be honest with you. So it's a, it's about proximity, right? The, dis the difference between you and one is a, is a difference between a specific and a general. And that specific is a, is is proximate. The difference General. between yeah the universal and the particular. Yeah yes, but it, like it is a grammatical TV distinction. No, so I understand. A, I just don't know the term. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stoned. I should go to bed. I've been awake for so long that it might actually <laughs> not be making sense. Oh good. And this fucking Anil Seth video is still playing. Ugh. Just close the whole fucking window. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm gonna go to bed. Good night. It was nice to meet you. Nah, dude. And uh, yeah, very nice talking to you. Again. And have a good day slash night. I have no idea what time it is where you live. Yeah, it's 12 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awful about that. Good night. <laughs> nah, dude. That was sick, man. Very cool guy.
Julius. 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 